bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Welcome along. This is the Talker United Yellow Army Herald Express Devon Live podcast with Guy and David. You you get that right every time, don't you? <laughs> I was doing a different order though. Still, do I'd, you? I'd be amazed if Bob and the Curry Club haven't got a, a, a sweepstake going on. With order we actually managed to get I'd, that in. I'd, I'd take my hat off to you. I'd, I'd certainly end up stuttering <laughs> in the middle of that. Now, back at the beginning of the season, now I, I still get ripped for this on a match day. There are people at Playmore who intercept me on the way to the press bench and say, Are "You still feeling optimistic then?" Because we did a podcast right at the beginning of the season where we said that there was that one week when all football fans are filled with this sort of naive, starry-eyed optimism the week before the season starts. And you think, this is going to be the year, everything's going to be all right. I made the mistake of going public with that this year because we did it on the <laughs> podcast. But I think equally there's a week of the season, especially if you're a Torquay fan, where you just throw your hands up in horror and you think, that's it, we're cooked, we're done. And I'm almost at that point this week. So I hope I'm, not quite. I'm hoping that you know what we hear in the next 20 minutes or so maybe will we'll buck us up a little bit because it was a desperate result at Wrexham on Saturday, wasn't it? The, yeah, the 4-0. Absolutely. And, and uh, I, anybody who saw the two games and mm. there was the best part of mm. 300 and something people, Torquay fans, who would have seen the two games... Um, uh, we'll go along with you. Uh, um, they came. We came away from uh, Eastleigh on Boxing Day, having We're had a quite pretty gutsy really. draw yeah. with yeah. ten men, uh, and uh, you know, shown a bit of resilience there. And then so much happened over the has happened over the last fortnight. Here we go again. More kind of disruption, if you like, yeah. in player yeah. terms. You lose Alec. You, you go. You go to Boreham Wood. You lose two 0 there without making their goalkeeper. Make a serious save in the whole afternoon. Yeah. Um, uh, Alex Davy decides to uh, uh, up sticks and go to to Boreham Wood rather than signing a contract here. Of all places, um, we'll come back exactly. to that. In a minute. We'll come back yeah. to that in a minute. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, in the wake of um, uh, uh, of the Wrexham defeat, which was which was another disappointing, very very disappointing yeah. performance. Apart from anything, uh, as a, just leave aside the result and yeah. the scoreline, you know. Um, um, obviously Axel Anderson goes back to Reading and suddenly you're looking at a team that's only got 20 points is 12 points adrift of safety uh, and has got about 15 or 16 players it and looks that, pretty threadbare it, it, exactly. or it did, there's been a it couple did, of signings yeah. no that's right and we'll talk yeah. about those in a minute uh, and then you come back to where we are now two yeah. home games coming up uh, Some one or two new players in um, uh, and I don't think any Gulls fan deep down really thinks that much less than four points from these next two home games will, no. will do. Uh, six, hopefully. In other words, United, for not just football reasons, uh, uh, even mathematical reasons, although it's starting to feel like that, isn't yeah. it? Uh, but morale, apart from anything else, morale and psychology uh, demand at least one win from these next two games. United have got to start putting some three-pointers on the board. They've got to start um, putting some goals in the back of well, the and, 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 and we'll They're horribly goal-shot. Correct, and they? we'll come to that in a minute yeah. as well. Um, uh, so that's what makes these two home games hugely important. We don't play uh, Boreham Wood for another 10 days, so the only game that counts is Eastleigh at home on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 
Uh, it's it's by any standards. I know football people use the words huge and massive much too much, but um, uh, I can't think I can't think of much <laughs> too much more important a much more important fixture than the one that's coming up on Saturday. And it's the local derby, isn't it? I mean, let's not forget it was supposed to be the New Year's Day game. It was supposed to be the bank holiday derby, in inverted commas, derby this season. Yes. But it's a big, big game for them as well, isn't it? Well, Eastleigh, Eastleigh for, for all, they've had a very disappointing season, really, when you consider the money that's been thrown at that team and, and the players in the squad. You know, it's, it's their bench yeah. is... is you know, nearly all their players on their bench would walk into into United's team, or you would think they would have a damn good chance of getting in anyway. The, you know, the James Constables and the Craig McAllisters yeah. and people like that. Um, so uh, all of that sort of feeds into it. On paper, Eastleigh look a stronger team yeah. than than Talk United. They do, uh, but you know, the game isn't decided on paper, is it? No. And United, you know, uh, played pretty well at Eastleigh, certainly with a lot of gumption and guts. Uh, uh, and they've got to do that again, uh, and try and see if they can score a goal score or two. A goal. Um, yeah. uh, I think Jamie Reid penalty at Eastleigh, a Sean McGinty Sean header. Sean McGinty got the one before was that, that. Was that probably from a set piece? I would think, or the, or the follow up to a set yeah. piece. Otherwise, uh, um, what was he doing up there? Yeah, yeah. quite. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and. I think they're the only two goals yeah, United have scored in the last few weeks. Now, we're and, just and not scoring goals. No, are we? exactly. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, although they huffed and puffed in the second half at Wrexham at mm. three down, uh, they never really looked like doing an awful lot. Um, but uh, 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 and it, and it's you know it's who you've got out there, isn't it? And everybody has known for months and months and months and that. And even going right back to the start of the season, we kicked off the start of the season with uh, Jamie Reid. Uh, uh, Ruri Keating and John, John Paul, Paul Pittman, Pittman as our yeah. as our three strikers, um, and they've scored twelve goals between them. I think so so far this season. All right, they've they've been in and out of the team, yeah, and they've had injuries. Uh, John Paul Pittman was injured injured for quite a while, um, but those three clearly here we are in middle of January, yeah. um, haven't delivered as we need them to. Uh, now uh, Gary Hours has made. Two signings this week. Neither of them is a centre forward. No. He is desperately trying to get one in. I understand there's at least one striker who's uh, currently training with the with, with, with the club, um, and there's a, there is a, a a reasonable chance he'll have another one in. Yeah. But centre forwards are they're the main men, aren't they? They they're, are. They're, they are the business, and and that's why everybody's looking for them. Interestingly enough, although Gary Howes has said, obviously, he's talked about physical presence and focal point and all that kind of stuff, which is perfectly understandable, but he's also thrown in the, 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 the other point today at his press conference that he wants somebody with a bit of presence, personal presence. You need a character in Exactly. There, yeah. Yeah. And when you look through United's team at the moment, there's there's... It's it's not about trying, mm. you know. They're running around and they're trying. Uh, nobody can say that Sean McGinty and Luke Young and Jamie Reid and and George Dowling and and Liam Davis and all the other players you can say aren't. It's not that they're not running around. Yeah. They're not throwing the towel in, but they mm-hmm. they, they they have precious little real long term mm. experience. Now I know experience is sometimes you can gain an awful lot of it in a short period of time, but. Uh, I think with a bit of luck, 
Conrad Balatoni, the, the the Scottish, well, he's not Scottish, he's born in Leeds. He's Yorkshire, the, isn't he? Yes, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and he's got an interesting mixture of Yorkshire and Glasgow. Harry uh, 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 oh, was in, yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's, uh, he's, he's obviously, no, he's lived in Scotland since he was eight years old. Yeah. Um, uh, but, again, he's not exactly a veteran. He's 26 yeah. years old. But at least he's played the best part of 300 senior games up there. Yeah. And... You know, United are desperate for more of that mm. experience, know-how, personality in the dressing room. And well, he's been—he was Partick Thistle's Player of the Year on the the season when they were yeah. uh, promoted yeah. into the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's obviously—he's since played for I think—is it Kilmarnock and 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 yeah. United yeah. and then yeah. Falkirk in the Championship. But it, you know. Nobody's pretending that we're going to get Virgil van Dijk or whatever he's called that just gone to Liverpool for much too much money. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the, the whole thing, the whole you know, uh, um, uh, hamper. It, it's you just want some people out there who you can look at and say, leader, leader, leader. Yeah. Uh, and United haven't got enough of them. It doesn't make them bad people or, or, or necessarily bad mm. players, but just as old. Alan Hansen did say, mistakenly at the time, of course, you don't win anything with kids. You certainly don't fight your way out of relegation trouble no. with a bunch of kids, or, or highly unlikely. Now, United, they aren't kids. I'm not trying to say that they are. But they, they're quite but young and they're quite inexperienced. Exactly. Them, aren't they? And they, they don't, uh, you know, I hold my hat off, uh, hat up to, 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 to McGinty and, and Young uh, yeah. so far this season. Uh, not been perfect and I think the pressure has occasionally got to them but they have led their two departments I think mm. manfully over the last few weeks and months uh, often in the face of repeated disappointment and have maintained a level of performance which I think is pretty good in the circumstances but they need some help you know uh, uh, and uh, uh, everybody's looking for them everybody's looking for those older experienced yeah. pros who can come in? Somebody mentioned at Playmore today, Guy Branston. You know, yeah. Where are the guy? Where yeah. are the guy Branston? Because he, he was and possibly the most recent example of that kind of, of that sergeant kind. major, Correct. inspirational kind That's of player right. who who just demanded the absolute most out of his teammates. Yes, he? and 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 when so so the manager and the coach can do a certain amount, and they let's face it are responsible for picking the, for signing yeah. the players and picking the players, or in in you know certainly. Gary Hours, if he'd been here for for longer, although he's actually come to think of it, he's been here since October time, isn't he? But yeah. um, uh, that, that, that a lot of the players dear here, you know, aren't, aren't his players. But that's not really the point. The fact is that when you're in a dressing room and there's a bit of flak flying and someone's getting some stick, there's always the the the, the, the out for any player, yeah. especially a young player, to turn around and go, oh, there they are, the manager and the coach having a go at me again, you know. Da, 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 da. When Guy Brenston is sitting next to you. Yeah, and he turns and goes, "They're telling the truth. Sort yourself out." Yeah, you can't ignore that. You can't walk away from Guy Branson sitting next to you in the dressing room and telling you that what they're saying is right. Yeah. So, and not enough dressing rooms these days, without sounding old fartish, have yeah. enough of those players in them. Uh, and most of the, of the of the of the good sides, you look up at the top of the table, Macclesfield. Macclesfield are points clear at the top yeah. with a midfield player who you and I have loved for years and years and years, Danny, Danny Whitaker. He's yes. 30, whatever oh, he is, years old, least, in, his, yeah. dot, in yeah. his dotage. He's still playing most weeks, as far as yeah. I know. I'll bet 
in that dressing room, he sorts people out big time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and, and that's, and, that's and one of the reasons why they've got him, isn't it? Exactly. Because, you know, he's, he's not as mobile as he was. You know, he's still got a good touch and his positioning's still good, but he's in there largely for character and personality, isn't Okay, he? I'm sure he does his bit and, and he still can pick a pass and he's yeah. even chipped in with seven or eight goals this season. Hallelujah. But, you know, you can't build good teams without those no. type of players. And when Kevin Nicholson hauled United out of trouble big time in 2016 yeah uh, uh, for me the player uh, uh, Nathan Blissett came in and scored eight goals in 16 games or whatever it was well done and Sean Harrod helped and etc but for me looking at it from the outside one of the key players in that thing was Danny Racky. I, I knew you were going to say that now, yeah. Danny yeah. Racky, don't get me wrong is, is, a, is a, <laughs> a weird and wonderful lad you know who's got quite a lot of Fitness yeah. and, and uh, uh, structural issues. He's got a bad back and used to turn into hamstring problems, etc., etc., etc. But get him out there yeah. and in the dressing room during the week, and he would stir it up and yeah. point fingers and 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 turn that. He helped to turn that dressing room, the, the, the attitude in that dressing room around. Not saying he's perfect, no. and and probably you can have enough of him after a while. But you need somebody to point a few fingers and to tell a few home truths yeah. every now and again, not the manager and the coach all the time. And we're running out of time to find one, aren't we? Well, there, there yeah, you go. We, Everybody's looking. Yeah. Now, they're, they're, they're like gold us, these yeah. people. You know, yeah. the, every dressing room, there, there's a picture on the on the wall of the, of the downstairs corridor at Plainbourne. We walked past it just now, and it was an old team in the mid-1970s with Malcolm Musgrove as manager. Yeah. And you look through it. Clint Bolton, uh, uh, um, Dave Stocks, Willie Brown, Mike Hickman, um, Dave Rudge. You, you uh, wouldn't make an argument with any of those guys, <laughs> would you? Really? No, exactly. <laughs> uh, and 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 uh, and we can probably go on. Jimmy yeah. Dunn was there as well. Yeah. And you, and you just go, my goodness, you didn't turn. I, I was scared of them. Yeah. You know, if they were in a bad mood, Barry Lynch played not a well-known player. He was only here a couple yeah. of years. Held me up against the dressing room wall one day. And he said, "If you ever try, if you ever try and make an excuse for me again, I'll punch you into the middle of next week." <laughs> and and we became the best of friends because yeah. he was such a proud pro. I tried to make an excuse for him one afternoon, saying, "Oh, he was playing half fit." Yeah, and he couldn't handle that, you know. And but you 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 need, you need old, big characters. You, big yeah, characters. And I'm not at least surprised that Gary Owser turned around and said, "Well, fine, if we can get a monster centre forward, okay, but." On top of that, I want a somebody yeah. a, a more of a leaders in the dressing room to help the others. It's, it's not to be just a bully or nasty all the time. No, no. I mean, like you say, you need somebody who's one of your peers sometimes. Yeah, that's right. To um, to to set things right. And on a little and aside, it's motivational as well. Isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And on a little aside, I thought one of the best bits of news this week was he, it was Gary Harris mentioned that uh, Josh Gowling and Jan Klukowski are both back in training. Yeah. You know now. I, Josh Gowling was brought here by Kevin Nicholson. He was the big signing to of the be summer, wasn't he? Captain of the yeah. team, the le his leader in the dressing room. Yeah. You know, now for one reason or another, mostly injury-wise, mm. he hasn't been able to ful fulfil that. Uh, and I think at times like this, you know, you go to your senior pros. Yeah. You know, you 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 they have a huge part to play, either on or off the pitch. Jan Klukowski, I think he's 30, 31 years old, something like that. Yeah. Played lots and lots of games. Uh, and they are they can help they can help at yeah. times like this uh, might not have all the answers 
you know, and might not be able to go and win you a game on their own or anything like that. But um, uh, that they're you just it's, need you need them, yeah. and I was quite pleased to hear that today. That that, that um, you know, you know, Gowling. I think we all know he's got. You know, he's had problems he's with loads. his knees and since he's got it. But, Hugely but experienced player. That's though, isn't right. He? Yeah. yeah. And and uh, sometimes you, you you get a you get a player like him. If he hasn't been able to exert the kind of influence that he would want to, you almost you know it, he needs to be given the chance to do it. And I'm sure you know he will yeah. do because he's quite a strong character anyway. Uh, um, if he chooses, if he, I don't mean he specifically, but if players like him choose not to do it, well then that you're in yeah. a different ball game yeah. then. But uh, let's let's go back to the Alex Davy story as well that we touched on last week because that was all still fairly fresh last week. Yeah, um, Alex Davy, who to all intents and purposes was ready to sign on the dotted line for Torquay. Well, but from what we understand, on the Tuesday evening he shook hands with. Yeah, with Gary Hours over the contract they'd been discussing, on the Wednesday. And, and the idea was that he was coming in on the Wednesday to sign. Now, hold on a minute. We're talking professional football here, mm-hmm. business, etc., etc., etc. Until the ink is dry on the paper, yeah. you probably can't assume anything. But, but it wasn't all about the money, was it? We, well, as we were saying, I mean, there's no shortage of money being offered. Uh, uh, so United say, yeah. and and uh, I've got a rough idea of some of, some of the sorts of deals they're yeah. offering, and I would have thought that's pretty good in the circumstances. Uh, um, Gary was saying today that there are player, that there are clubs, even in our situation at the bottom of the table, who are offering money that took him by surprise. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I mentioned in the paper this week in, in, in the Herald Express, United inquired of a club at the bottom of League Two for a, a, a forward player at one of those clubs, not and, and mm. it, not Reese Mitchell, who eventually came. Yeah. Uh, um, at the bottom of League Two, another club, and the player was quoted on nearly four thousand pound a week at a League Two club at the bottom of. of and it. that's crazy, mate. I mean, that is far more than than. National League teams are able to offer, isn't it? Well, it's not just Torquay United. No, there's no the teams aren't going to. Be I mean, able to I mean the mere fact that somebody in League Two at the bottom of League Two is getting four thousand yeah. pound a week. I mean, it just does my head in. You know, don't get me wrong. If the leading scorer in League Two, who's about to take their team into League One, is on four thousand pound a week, probably you get. Well, maybe, yeah. but even that, to be perfectly honest with you, is a struggle. But to be, you know, that if that's the market in which you're having to cope with, and I'm, I'm, it's an example, I'm sure the vast majority of players at that club aren't on four thousand pound a week. But uh, um, it's it gives a little light into the kind of yeah. climate that you work, that that you that you can end up working in. So let's have a. a but anyway, sorry, in yeah. Alex Davies' case, yeah. uh, you know, he comes from Welling Garden City, which is twenty twenty five minutes away from Boreham Wood. Yeah, uh, his family lived there. Uh, Borenwood came in. I would ex- probably think that they probably matched or almost matched what United were offering. Um, the recruitment of players down here means that you very often have to. In in the past, you often had to offer more than the going rate to get senior pros to come down. Um, in that particular case, uh, I, I'm told not just by United, by other people, but the attraction of playing for a club that's trying to get into the playoffs. Even with yeah. 400 regular supporters, well done to them. And he might stand a better chance of getting watched and noted quicker mm. up in a, in that part of the world. And maybe financially, if he's able to live at home, well, box your uncle. Boxes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay, let's have a look at a couple of the players that have come in. Then uh, two of the uh, the lone players that home fans haven't seen yet um, that you did see 
Yeah. Wrexham. Uh, Tommy O'Sullivan and Alex Fletcher. Yeah. I felt a little bit for them both. It's particularly Fletcher up front. Uh, young, only 18, well, he's 19 next month. Yeah. Uh, um, striker from, from Plymouth Argyle. Um, clearly needs to play off a yeah. centre forward. Again. Here we go again. Here we go again. Uh, yeah. um, Jamie Reid, you know, tried very hard last Saturday. He isn't, even by his own admission, a, a target yeah. man centre forward. So we look very lightweight up there. Yeah. Uh, Wrexham's big old centre central defenders, Manny Smith and uh, and Sean Pearson, didn't ruffle too many feathers back there. No. Um, uh, 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 but uh, so it was hard to see, you know, get a good idea of what Fletcher's got. He's got decent first touch. He can turn. He's reasonably quick. Yeah. Uh, but he's eighteen-year-old striker who who needs some help. Yeah. Uh, Tommy O'Sullivan, uh, a skillful midfield player. We're talking about somebody who was a young Wales player of the year not long ago. You can see all of that. Yeah. Um, two-footed. Um, he's come from Cardiff. Hasn't he's come yeah. from Colchester. Colchester. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was yeah. at Cardiff as, yeah. as a youngster, and he, and he went to Colchester. Um, and I, I think you can see, let him settle in for a little bit and start to, to uh, you know, I mean, let's face it. You're talking about a situation where two youngish lads. He's 22, by the way. Yeah. Came into a team that was found itself a goal down in 10 minutes again. Yeah. Uh, and a very weird start at Wrexham last Saturday. Obviously, Wrexham are flying at the moment. Um, Torquay had three corners and at least two shots in the first five minutes of the match. Yeah, uh, uh, off their own. It was. Uh, I mean, um, listening now, to it from afar, it sounded like a good start. Exactly. It, all right. I'm not saying it was the Alamo, but it was on the front foot. Uh, Sean McGinty very unlucky with one shot tipped over, and then nine minutes, first set piece at the other end. Yeah. And United, United's marking fails them, and it's, a, it's effectively a free header, just as it had been at Boreham Wood the previous week. Yeah. Um, and in United's situation, and we all know that they're struggling for goals, uh, um, it's all of a sudden a hill becomes a mountain, yeah. doesn't it? And and uh, uh, it, I, I don't blame Gary Hours for tearing his hair out at all, or what's left of it. <laughs> Um, in those circumstances, because all your setting up, all your pre much, your planning, uh, um, you know, must seem at that moment as if it's not exactly gone out the window. But but um, you know, now what do you do? Yeah. Um, uh, and and it was well, they were three down in what thirty-seven yeah. minutes, something like that. And didn't Gary Hours say that probably for the first time in his career at half-time the game was over they, yeah. there, there was no way of salvaging that you, game you, well nobody in the ground of a Torquay persuasion realistically thought there was any way we were coming back from three down right. with, the, with the team we had we had out there um, and don't get me wrong uh, you know if all of a sudden you could uh, um, uh, bring Tim Sills yeah. Wayne Carlisle and a couple of others in you might still have a, an outside of a chance, but um, uh, n- not with the personnel no, no. on Saturday and with in the form they're in at the moment. Yeah. And, and you know, confidence is a brittle thing. It's it's you know, you can't go out and buy bottles of it, can you? And uh, um, it was it was hard enough as it was without that. Yeah. So the, the two players who've who've come in, let's have a little bit of a look at those. The players that he signed yeah. this week. Uh, let's start with the one that we know least of, or I know least about, Reese Mitchell. Reese Mitchell, yes, he uh, came out of Chelsea's academy, um, went to uh, um, Chesterfield. Yeah. Um, played twenty eight odd games for them in League One last season. Obviously, they got relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen him play. Um, 
apparently he's pretty quick, right yeah. winger. Um, uh, Gary Owls was saying he's a right winger who likes to play on the left and cut in, and we went, oh no. Not so <laughs> many of these. <isn't> <laughs> What's like all that about? In, um, so instead of getting around the full back and getting to the byline and, and crossing, crossing as we old fuddy-duddies like to, we like to see happen, they prefer to cut inside and curl a shot into the top corner. Yes. Theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the right back absolutely loves them to cut inside there because that's uh, where all just, the traffic yeah. is and you can virtually say, oh, well, I, I did my job. Yeah, I um, pushed him inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah done. This, um, uh, this, so that's, that's something about the game in the last 10 years, isn't it, really? That, that I don't know where, 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 that, where that's come from. Uh, of course, there's a place for it every now and again. Yeah. But uh, at the moment, United, if you think about it, they've got... Jamie Reid, who, who was crying out for months and months and months to be switched from the left-hand side, where he always looked out of place, yeah. to, to the right, where he did finally look much happier, either there or, or, or up front. Um, uh, Jenison Mari Williams likes playing on, the, on, the, on the, the right, cutting in on his left foot. Yeah. Uh, um, Jake Gosling actually quite likes doing that as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so... We'll, you know, we'll see. Uh, Reese Mitchell, by all accounts, is a right-footed winger, yeah. uh, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if that's where he doesn't start on on, uh, on on Saturday if he starts. And we expect Conrad Balatoni to go straight into the side. I can't see any way that that won't happen. Um, United's only two central defenders, as we speak, are uh, Sean McGinty, who is definitely a left-footer, yeah. and young Michi Fete on loan from from Norwich. Um, Michi Fete, I think, is much happier on the right of a three at the back yeah. or playing as, a, as an attacking right back um, uh, and I think he's he, he uh, you know that's much more natural for yeah. him uh, and Balatoni from what I understand is a right footed centre, centre back uh, towards the end of the Wrexham game last week uh, um, Sean McGinty through needs must ended up playing right sided centre half yeah. and he doesn't look happy there um, so uh, out of his comfort zone, a bit, yeah, right? exactly, yeah, and and uh, so I think that will be a, a nailed on for Balotelli yeah. to come in, and, um, and we, let, uh, let's well, hope we can ha have a little bit more of the uh, of the form he showed when he was uh, a huge hit at Partick Thistle. Well, like the, our man at Fir Hill with the bovril and the pie, Alan. Thank you very much. Um, messaged me last night about Conrad Balotelli. He said, "Good player. He done, did well at Partick Thistle. They loved him there as well. The fans loved him." They had a song for him. There's a, they, I'm not going to actually sing this for you because it would be an earworm that would stay with you forever. But uh, Black Lace is version of the conga. Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. I, go on the website. We've got it on the website. Well, um, they do it um, for Comrade Balatoni. They sing we? his name. They do the conga up and down the terraces, or they did during the promotion season. And it would be lovely to see it. An excuse for that to happen on the pop side, wouldn't it? If he goes up and scores the winner with a header from a corner in the 89th minute on Saturday, we'll be. I expect to see a conga down doing the, the Balatoni. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I, you take it back to to that so so brief uh, moment against West Bromwich Albion in that friendly at uh, when our um, yeah. Paraguayan friend, uh, what's he called, Mr. Hooth, Mr. Hooth, yeah. Um, in in one friendly, and we all know now it never happened. You know the signing never happened, but I, I've seldom seen a player inspire such a reaction on one yeah. ninety minute friendly <laughs> performance as yeah. as Hooth did. 
uh, amongst United fans. It was almost like they'd gazed into the future and seen, yeah. uh, you know, the successor to all the great, uni- all the great United centre halves rolled into one. All right, sadly, it, 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 it never materialised. But Mr. But ba- it, Mr. Yeah. Balotelli can bring yeah. a bit of that uh, to United's back four. Not only will it go down hugely well with the fans. Uh, um, who are crying out for somebody like? I was just going to say like that, that the stage is set. Not necessarily at centre back. It could be anybody, but the yep. stage is set for somebody to really finally set this season alight. Yes, and, quite. And, and 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 strike that chord with supporters yeah. uh, who can say, "There's our man out there, you yeah. know, leading leading the show." And of course, be a huge help to people like McGinty, mm-hmm. you know, who's captain of the team, and I think he's done brilliantly in that role. You know, he he he's. Him and Alex Davy, let's face it, formed what we felt was quite a decent partnership. And Alex Davy's only 23, 24 years old. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's just, and without getting too, you know, misty-eyed about it, or you know, even in recent memory, we're looking back when United were going to play big games or important matches, and we had, you know, <laughs> the big man at the back that we were talking about. Earlier, yeah. You know, the, 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 and and you, you could go into battle with those. You know, and and, yeah. and people like that, and and it's uh, it's a huge. You do need somebody. Thing. I mean, it, it does sound old-fashioned in the uh, in the modern game, but you need a sleeves rolled up, no nonsense. Yes, player. It doesn't have to be great football. No. It doesn't have to be tippy tappy. Absolutely opening people up, especially where we are. Well, it, it, yeah. it, it, exactly. The reason why United fans got behind Paul Buckle's teams in the first few years was not because they were playing sensationally. Attractive football. They were playing winning football, which in my life has always been more exciting than playing than losing football. Yeah. But you, you looked out on that pitch, and you had Hargreaves, and Chris Todd, and Tim Sills, and Lee Mansell, and Kevin Nicholson, and Steve yeah. Woods, and all the various other ones. And you knew we had people out there that mm-hmm. were going to take some stopping. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, at their various jobs, um, uh, weren't perfect all the time, but. You know, gave you a hell of a chance yeah. in every match, and and just through sheer pre- sheer presence on the pitch, apart from anything else, um, and and you know, they, they are harder to come by these days, and they tend to cost a bit of money to get them. But um, so good luck to Gary Harris and Martin Cool for getting something out of the players that they've got in, and, and who knows, we may have another name to announce before the weekend. Well, that would be a big plus, wouldn't it? If, it if would. all of a sudden United did announce in the next forty-eight hours of, you know, somebody who. We, you and I would both look at each other and say, "Well, yeah, that's, that's a bit right. more like it up front." Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, big plus. Okay, well, we're almost at the end of the agenda. We did have much to discuss, and uh, hopefully, you've uh, you've enjoyed it. Good luck to Talk United Walking Football playing at Biddeford on Sunday in the latest fixture in the round robins. Are the, you? Uh, the um, uh, uh, I'm not there now. Oh, I'm, right. uh, I'm unavailable for selection oh, on uh, Sunday, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a job to get your place back. I, I will, so, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good luck to the lads going up to that one. And Dave, you said something very interesting on Monday when you came into the office. You said it was it it was getting harder and harder. Because you're constantly bringing bad news to people. Yes, that's true. It's that kind of yeah. you know, you're sitting down to write a match report, and it's it's the same old, same old. So for your sake, as much as anybody, that's very else's, kind of you. It's, it's um, only my job. So I know, I know, but it, it, um, there's only a certain number of ways you can tell the same story. Aren't <laughs> it seems like it at times, but uh, no, no. Uh, um, I, I take my hat off. Look, let's face it. This this, this is my job. Yeah, uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of talkie supporters who shell out their hard, hard-earned money just to go and simply suffer, yeah. uh, um, as as they have done in the last two away games. So 
compare with me. They're, 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 uh, they're the heroes of all of this. And, and, and I've no doubt there will be a decent crowd there on Saturday um, against Eastleigh because all United fans know how important this yeah. is. Um, and uh, we all know that if United make a good start in that game, get a couple of shots off, force yeah. a save or two, the crowd will be solidly behind them. That's not an issue. No. Um, it, it's, uh, it's just a question of getting the job done. It is. So for all the Yellow Army, let's hope it's a good weekend. And as ever, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows.